The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be Okay, all right. <laughs> Some reason the video here <clears throat> this morning is messing up, so I apologize. Welcome, everyone, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Thank you very much for being patient um, <clears throat> as we're having a little bit of difficulty here, and it's in the video. It's in the video because it was something was spinning there, so I'm going to probably have to try to pull this from this uh, platform that it's on, put it on my Rumble page so we have a clean play. We haven't had this problem before, but I noticed that this morning that it was kind of buffering and spinning. So it may be the server that they're using on there. Nobody, you know, as far as I know, there's no FBI, CIA kind of involvement and things of that nature, okay? <laughs> but if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com, SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to listen or watch the video portion of the radio show, you can do that at SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Head over there, scroll down on the right side of the page, and you'll see that we are going live. Just blow that up. That's right. You can see the face made for radio. And click on the platform icon. Join us in the chat. Love to have you in there. Lots of friends in there this morning. And did I see the stuff he's in there this morning? Is that what I saw? Somebody said that, and I didn't see his name. So, uh, yeah, if you're there, good to see you back, if that's the case. Anyway, uh, right above that is Bradley's show from, what day was it? What, the, what day was it? Uh, Friday. Um, some of you are asking about what happened with... Uh, <laughs> yeah, something happens there some way. Anyway, um, something happened with Bradley on Friday. I'm going to get to that in just a minute, okay? I'll, I'll do that right after I get out of these formalities. You can check out that show there, though. He'll be live today, 3 p.m., with hopefully no problems 
Uh, hopefully he's in a hotel. It's got some good internet. And uh, so be sure to check that out. Right above that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Also, if you'd like to help us in any way, we've got needs. That's how we do what we do. It's like it's like anything you guys do. It costs money to do these things. So if you'd like to help us out, there's a donate button at the top of the page. There's also a way you can become a partner with us, son or daughter of Liberty. You get some goodies in that. You get some discounts in the store and things of that nature. So uh, be sure to check that out. And our store is available too. And forgive me, I was looking it up. I forgot the promo code, but this week we're highlighting uh, Stephanie's book for the children. This is on the issue of abortion. It is a no-holds-bar book with images that the media isn't going to show you and a lot of conservative outlets aren't going to show you, okay, about what abortion really does. And, um, you know, it's been said, if the ears won't hear it, you got to tell it to the eyes, and that's what this does. Now, there's a special deal. If you check out the archive, I, I was looking it up, and my time ran out this morning because I forgot that we changed that over. So there's a promo code that will save you. I think we got 20% off of this. It's normally $10. You can get these little books. They literally fit in your pocket. That's how small they are. And um, you can uh, share them with friends. You can share them with your representatives uh, and other people. So if you'd like to do that, you can do it. And again, look at sonsoflibertymedia.com this morning. It'll be under the same title as the video platform, which is Lies and Deception About the COVID Shots Demonstrate the Foundation is Crumbling. If you go in there, you'll see the promo code. There'll be a link there. You can do it. So if you want to get that, and you'll get the 20% off. All right? Okay, there it is. Now, for the issue that happened with Bradley, just so you guys know, no, it wasn't the CIA, the FBI, or anybody doing something weird. It It's happening in, uh, apparently, Holiday Inns with their Internet. I don't know why. Uh, it, I don't know why somebody would do something so stupid the way some of these places do, but... If you've ever been in a hotel where you have to actually access a web page and sign in, okay, and usually they'll let that run for like 12 hours or something before you have to redo it or something, well, apparently Holiday Inn has something where it's cutting them off every like five or ten minutes. So that's why he was having a problem, okay? So it wasn't anything funky going on except they have bad internet, okay? Really bad internet. So um, just, just want to let you know, okay? Nobody's at least not in that area. It's not being zoned in on, okay, uh, with Bradley. But anyway, that was the issue, okay? So problem problem found, problem solved, all right? Don't go to Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> uh, pretty simple. All right, so this morning, um, you know, I, I've been thinking along this line, and especially yesterday, it's kind of interesting. Last week, uh, the kids were asking me about Samson, uh, my oldest one, not my oldest daughter here, my second oldest daughter who's still at home, uh, was asking me about Samson. You know, dad is, was Samson's strength in his hair? And of course the answer is no, it was not in his hair. It was from the Lord. His hair was an outward picture of the vow that was, um, that he had, that he had been given, um, by his parents. And so, uh, he was a Nazarite. And it was interesting because yesterday in our Sunday school, we talked about the Nazarite vow. And that wasn't just for men. Uh, it was also for women. If you read the passages, women could be a part of that, too. Uh, of course, they didn't have such a problem with shaving their beards and stuff. But, <laughs> but they set themselves apart unto the Lord. And um, 
And then, you know, I've made mention of Samson before. I think it was last week when we were talking about that and some of the things. So <clears throat> it's kind of interesting that that comes along. And then we talk about a foundation of why that is. And, of course, Scripture lays out a foundation of why we're, you know, as Christians, we're set apart unto the Lord, uh, a holy priesthood, a peculiar nation, uh, believers are, from all the nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues— we're a peculiar nation, even mixed in amongst them. Uh, amongst them, so it doesn't matter if you're from India or Israel or Asia or Russia or China or New Zealand or wherever you're from, the United States. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a citizen of heaven, and therefore you are children of Abraham. You're heirs and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're all of one, and our foundation is what? It's the Scripture, and we're going to get to that towards the end of the show while we're dealing with some of these things. Now, let me bring up just a couple of news items here before we get into to some of this. So, Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, they've all gotten away with their unlawful censorship across their platforms with the pandemic. Now they're targeting climate change deniers. Now they're targeting climate change did not see you you can't let it go cuz if you let it go what happens it only emboldens them to do it more it's like if you don't discipline your kid you take your kid out to a store somewhere and the kids acting like a monkey okay yanking around throwing themselves on the floor pitching a tantrum tantrum and if you don't spank their butt and and stop that and correct that what are they going to do they're going to be even more lavish the next time in doing things, okay? So we haven't dealt with that, and so they're emboldened to do more, okay? Another one, and this one I love, and I won't play the video because the guy is speaking, he's from Brazil. They, do they speak Spanish there? Is that, is that correct? <laughs> Spanish? Uh, they don't speak Brazilian. That's not, I don't think that's a thing. They speak Spanish. So I'm not going to play the video. It's only a few seconds long. But here's what he tell. Here's what he tells the people. Everybody has to buy a rifle. The armed people will never be enslaved. I know it costs a lot. An idiot says, ah, what you have to buy is beans. If you don't want to, don't buy the rifle. But do not come to disturb whoever wants to buy it. He's saying basically these elitists... Portuguese, thank you very much, Jennifer. <laughs> thank you. Um, in any case, uh, what's going on is is he's warning the people about how these elitists, these people with power and influence and money, are trying to control the people. And he's saying if you're armed, they can't do fully what they want to do. So... Yeah, there you go. That's that's another story that's kind of topping things off here, too. And then I've got several other ones. This one is great. This one, I'm going to play this video right here. This is not a negotiation. I want you to listen to this dad. He is um, he's going to the Clark County School District board meeting. That's out in uh, Nevada. And I want you to hear what he has to say. I, I'm going to try to turn up as loud as I can because I think it's a little bit on the low side. But check this out. Fears of life on us, and every single time they claim that it's in the best interest of all of us. You sit here claiming again that you have the best interest of our children at heart. You sit here claiming that you're doing what's best for our children's health, what's best for human interest. 
What's best for human interest will and always be allowing humans to have their own personal freedom of choice without someone forcing their own will or their own fears on us. That's right. Again, you're starting segregation based off of your own fears and your own personal interests. The people of this country have had enough, and we are fighting back. I have, I have something to give you. Security, would you do me a favor? Would you please hand those forms to the board members, members starting with JAR? You have been officially served a $200 million lawsuit with six complaints and violations under multiple amendments. Your job is not to be concerned with the children's health. You're not nurses. You're not doctors. You are not responsible for their health, or health organization. Your only focus is on our children's education. Yet the education system here is 50th in the state, and you make almost more money than anybody else. It is very clear that you have failed at doing that job. This country is not alone. It's time that we wake up, and we're going to give you lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. You can throw it out as much as you want, but we're going to keep this paperwork on your desk and keep a problem going until we get exactly what we want. This is not a negotiation. We will have our freedom of choice, and we're going to see you in court. Your laugh is disgusting! <laughs> you know, you got to love it. $200 million lawsuit against these guys. This is one of the guys that Joe Biden is sending his unlawful criminal FBI to investigate. And we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to try to get Adam Heikola back on the show to talk about what's going on there because I believe they're targeted in this as well. And uh, we're going to have Amber Redman back on in the morning to talk about what's going on there because apparently there's some targeting of her. Remember, she's the lady I played with the big gavel, right? And she's been on the show before. These are people that the Bidens, that Biden is going after, and the criminal FBI who's been busted over and over and over again, aiding and abetting criminal terrorists like Biden. He's really a terrorist. And that organization, the FBI, is a terrorism organization, as well as people who wish to do us harm. They've aided them. And yet they're charged with coming in and finding out about parents like this. Come on, give me a break. All right, so that one is over the mandates that they're pushing. Okay, now coming out of, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hit some different stories here, but one that's happened over the weekend is concerning Southwest Airlines. You guys have heard about this. Pilots Union. This is from ABC News. Pilots Union sues Southwest over changes made in the pandemic. Now, you heard they canceled a lot of, uh, uh, of their flights, and, and their, their argument was, well, we had really bad weather, and blah, blah. you know, it's, that's just a bunch of bunk. It really is. But if you read this story, they talk about the pay changes that happened, the scheduling, and all this other stuff. But if you dig it a little deeper, you find out there was more to this than meets the eye. This is from Business Insider. Southwest is giving flight attendants and pilots DoorDash to make up for staffing issues. Mm-hmm. And why are they doing that? Well, this comes from MSNB, or MSN. Southwest cancels more than 1,000 flights. And listen, here's, here's, here's a player, here's WWE leader Ted Cruz says it's Biden's illegal vaccine mandate at work. All right, Cruz, show me the executive order. Show me his mandate. Because they're illegal in the first place. But show me that he actually has one. He doesn't have one. It's a spoken word. He was saying it. And his fascist buddies in big business are implementing it. There is no mandate. Not by him. 
It's just words. There's no mandate to point to in that. At least not yet. Yeah, he said it was going to be for 100 people or more. It's illegal. It's unconstitutional. He's a tyrant. So Cruz wants to make it about Biden's illegal vaccine mandate. As far as I know, there one doesn't exist. These companies are doing it all on their own. Here's the other part. Southwest Airline cancellations do not due to vaccine mandate walkout pilots. The Southwest Airline Pilots Association has rejected fault claims from conservative figures that the recent mass flight cancellations were due to a vaccine mandate walkout protest. Southwest Airlines canceled more than 1,000 flights on Saturday with hundreds more already canceled early Monday morning, blaming disruptive weather and an FAA. See, they're, they're lying about what it is. Okay? And they say what they're saying, but again... Who knows what to believe with any of this stuff as far as what's going on? I'm sure there were some people who walked out on this, and there's no doubt in my mind that there are some pilots who did walk out. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they're, they're even saying it's not that. So it sounds like there's a real problem with how the pilots have been treated. In fact, I was looking. They were saying the majority of American Airlines pilots have been vaccinated. Now, I don't know what you can believe and what you can't believe. I don't know that I'd be wanting to fly any time in the next year, to tell you the truth. And I certainly wouldn't go along with their particular mass mandates and things of that nature. But with that saying, here comes some more. And then we're going to get into why all of this is problematic. Okay, here, Here's a couple of more news stories over the weekend. This one is out of uh, Indiana. This is out of Indiana. Attorney claims COVID shots given to family, including children who were not even approved for the shot. These kids were four and five years old. They were given the COVID shots instead of flu shots. This happened at the Walgreens on St. Joseph Avenue in Evansville, Indiana, for those of you up in that area. And we've got the vaccination records here for the kids. And... This family goes in for flu shots, and they get COVID shots. This is happening at a pharmacy. I'm I'm just curious here. I've never had... I've never seen a pharmacy up until where they're doing... Well, I did see where they give flu shots. But up before that, what do you have to be? What are your credentials to administer these shots. You know, now we've got stories that have been coming out for years where the police are going to start drawing your blood on illegal, unconstitutional DWI checks. DUI, whatever the case may be in your state. DUI checks. If you won't submit to a breathalyzer, they can take you in one place, I think it was in Georgia, actually had police vans where they're training them to wear their gloves and do their little thing and draw your blood out if you don't submit to that. It's totally unlawful. It's unlawful for them to be stopping you in the first place. Let me just put it that way. Well, Tim, it saves a lot of people. Look, if you're willing to give that up for that liberty when the Fourth Amendment protects you and your person, when you've not been doing anything and they're just fishing for whoever they can find who meets their their subjective alcohol blood alcohol level content... 
well, then you get what you deserve. They're going to come for you one day, too. They're, they're doing that. What is up with letting the pharmacy put, in, put these poisons in people's bodies? I, it's been a while since I've been in a Walmart because um, I usually don't go out a bunch of shopping and things for, for the most part. But I remember the last time I was in Walmart, I don't know, last month or something, and hearing over the, the intercom, hey, get your COVID shot up at the front. Just sign up for the pharmacy here and we'll get you taken care of, blah, 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 blah. And I just think, what kind of idiot goes to Walmart to get a shot? Yeah, I just, I don't understand it. Here's another one. Pfizer, and by the way, that was the Pfizer shot they gave them, the, the kids and the family. Pfizer pressures local Mockingbird media to kill story on woman injured by their COVID shot as she pleads for help from health agencies, and as anything, they do nothing. They do nothing. This woman, Christy Dobbs, She's a 40-year-old dental hygienist from Missouri. She can no longer work after being injured by Pfizer's COVID vaccine. She has spent the past nine months pleading with U.S. health agencies to research the neurological injuries she and others are experiencing in hopes of finding a treatment. Good luck with that, Christy. These people are the ones covering for the guys who made the shot. They're, They're covering for them. She's contacted uh, anybody from, I think, local representatives all the way up to, what's the chick's name, Woodcock at the FDA. Oh, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. And there's a lot of information on this story. It's, I mean, it's a sad story. Look, I, I, I want to feel sorry for people who've had this. I really do. I, I really, really do. But by now... If you're a person that takes this shot, you should have already been informed. And if if you're going to just stick something in your body without researching what it is and knowing what's in it and seeing the effects, I I find it very hard to feel sorry for you. I mean, I just find it hard to feel sorry. I do. And I hate seeing people hurt. I, I don't like seeing people hurt and damaged, especially when they've been lied to. I really don't. On the positive side, well, let me let me move that one down. Let's stick with what we're doing. Yeah, let's stick with what we're dealing with here. So we've gotten that one. Then we find out, and this is a little off of there, but it's tied with the same people. Fauci's NIH funded the University of Pittsburgh to conduct what is said to be Nazi level experiments. Guess what they were doing? Their research resulted in babies being scalped alive. Now, this one is not really on mainstream at all. Mockingbird, whatever, corporate-owned media. No, they're not covering any of this stuff. What's it going to take to arrest this man? Anthony Fauci. What's it going to take? Now, I'll guarantee you, if some of you people who've been injured by vaccines went to go take out Anthony Fauci, they would arrest you in a heartbeat. But he can go and fund the murder of babies. He can go and fund 
uh, gain of function research as a traitor to China. He can go and get on television and lie to you and commit fraud with safe and effective all day long, and they won't touch him. Now, why is that? Why is that? Let me hit another one. We discovered the pro-vax messaging, including societal guilt. It was being tested six months before vaccine approval, quote-unquote. See, they know, they study the people's reaction. This is why if you miss reading any of David Rissolata's stuff that we have on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you really need to read it. It may sound boring because a lot of it is very uh, technical and it's academic, okay? But he's given you the re- he's given you the answers as to how they know how the people are going to respond. And what they do is there are they are they're hedging their bet that you're going to respond a certain way when they do certain things. They already are thinking ahead of most people, not all, but most people. And they know what it'll take to get them to do whatever they want. This is part of Hegelian dialectic, too. See, everybody they're getting everybody worked up about Joe Biden so they can reintroduce the guy who really wasn't any better than Joe Biden, Donald Trump. You know, the guy who gave you this shot that has resulted in all this stuff. And I have heard some of the stupidest things come from the Trumpites. Well, he had to do this or they would have had the lockdowns and blah, blah, blah. Well, he did it, and they still had the lockdowns. They still had their stupid things. And what did they? why did they do that? Because it was based off him leaving in place an unconstitutional declaration of a state of emergency. That's not in our Constitution. He doesn't have that authority. Well, Congress gave it to him. Well, they don't have the authority to give it to him either because we didn't give them that authority. But people still want Trump back in there. They come in my Telegram group wanting to sell the stupid Trump coins that aren't worth $2. Trump's coming back. The military's in charge. Blah, 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 blah. Idolaters, you need to repent. My goodness. I just, ugh. One more. And this one's a very positive one. In Michigan, athletes have defeated the vaccine mandate from the tyrants. How do you like them apples? And if they can defeat it in Michigan, you can beat it anywhere. You can beat it anywhere. This um, is out of the University of Michigan, and you can read the court ruling. I've got that here. But here's what the court stated, and I love it, because they actually reference the Constitution, <laughs> the law that they're supposed to uphold. The university put plaintiffs to the choice, get vaccinated or stop fully participating in intercollegiate sports. Now, the interesting thing is they didn't have a mandate for this death shot to the whole school body. They just had it for the athletes, apparently. The court said, by conditioning the privilege of playing sports on plaintiffs' willingness to abandon their sincere religious beliefs, the university burdened their free exercise rights. And they affirmed the First Amendment, as incorporated through the 14th Amendment, prevents a state from prohibiting the free exercise of religion. Well, we don't even need the Fourth Amendment or the 14th Amendment for that. We really don't. We can get rid of the 14th Amendment. It was for a particular time and place, and that's been done. Those people have been dealt with now. Okay? 
The slaves of the 1800, they've already been dealt with. We're generations past that. The 14th Amendment needs to just be removed. It's, it's no good for us. The First Amendment covers this. Because the free exercise of religion is in there. It's not to be tampered with. It's not to be legislated against. Okay? All right. So we've covered all that. Now, what leads to this kind of... What kind of... What is the foundation of all of this? Well, here's what I'm going to posit to you, because I've been thinking on this the past couple of days. Our pastor had uh, spoke about this yesterday, and he, he really hit on some issues that, that we talk about here. And, of course, we talk about being doers of the word, right? Um, not only witnessing of the resurrection of the Christ, but also making disciples, teaching them to observe all that Christ has commanded, Matthew twenty-eight eighteen to 20. And in that, uh, just to throw this in, because I was having a conversation with the former pastor, he, we had a homecoming meal there, and we, we were having a conversation yesterday, and um, you know, I was telling him some of the theological things that I worked through and studying the Word of God and teaching the Word of God and how I came to the conclusions that I came to. And one of the things came out of Matthew 18, uh, 28, 18-20. And in there, it's very clear that Jesus gives us something that we really should be paying attention to, and too many think it's a, you know, sort of a, a novel thing, and it's really not. So what I want to do is I want to bring this up, and then I'm going to hit the, the main portion of what I want to hit on, and that is uh, dealing with the foundations. So we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 7. For those of you out there, if you want to pull up your Bibles or whatever, and uh, and you want to you want to follow along with me. I'm going to show it on the screen, but just so you know, that's where we'll be going. I'm trying to pull this up here, but I, I just want you to kind of see what, what the command of Christ is. Now, he's not saying here, whoops, let me blow that up a little bit more for you guys. Um, he's not saying here, hey, go out and just tell, tell about me. That's not what he's saying. He's not just saying, um, go and tell them I lived a perfect life and I died, I submitted myself to God, I died, I was buried, I was risen again, and I went into heaven, and I sit at the right hand of the Father. That's not what he's saying here. Listen to what Jesus says, and listen carefully. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now I want to ask you people who think the devil's in charge of the world. What does it say right there? You call yourself a Christian. What does it say? Does it say the devil has all power in heaven and in earth? Is that what it says? No. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Who's got the power, folks? Is it the devil or is it Jesus? Yep, Jesus has got the power. All of it. In heaven and in earth. Okay? And then he says, he's saying, he leads up to that, he says, Because all power is given to me in heaven and earth, go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, some biblical, illiterate person got on one of my Rumble pages after I'd done something and says, we're only post, it doesn't say we're supposed to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy we're posting just in Jesus' name. And I go, well, dude, did you not read the Great Commission? It's right there. Okay? He says it right there. 
baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Why? Because there is one God, the true and living God, who is made up of three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one God, the same in substance, equal in power and glory. If you guys are not teaching your kids catechism, you ought to try doing that. That's a great way to learn some of these doctrines, and then you go to the Scripture to back them up as to why they're there. Now, I recommend the Westminster Short Catechism if you've got smaller children. It's great. Then he goes on and he says this, verse 20, teaching them to observe what? All things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. So he tells us a couple of things here. He says we're to go into the nations. Okay, and basically he's saying you need to get outside of Israel, go to the, go to the Gentiles. As Isaiah said, we'll be a light to the Gentiles. And you're to baptize them. There's your command for baptizing. Even baptizing your kids. Your kids are disciples if you're a believer, by the way. You treat them like believers. You teach them to pray. You teach them to sing praises to God. You teach them to read their Bibles. All of this, okay? And then you're to teach them to deserve all things whatsoever I commanded you. And that includes things that are political. That includes things that are economic. That includes spiritual things. All of this is what we're to do in teaching the nations. We're to instruct them. Okay? So what's happened here? Now, Bradley has been on this trip about, and I think he was going to hit on this on Saturday when the, when the um, Internet was messed up. But he hit on this issue <clears throat> dealing with um, Billy Graham and Franklin Graham and uh, the grandson, Willie, Willie, William, whatever his name is. I don't follow any of those guys, so I don't, I, I just, I cut myself off from following any of those kind of people. Um, but Bradley was going to take that on again. And if you read a book, it's called Evangelicalism Divided. And I got it, I think it was around 2000 or a little after that. It's by Ian Murray. And he recounts the last 50 years from that time. So that's been almost 20 years ago, I think. I think it's been about 20 years ago that he wrote the book. And so 50 years before that. And a large section of that included Billy Graham. And how we went from a a really biblical gospel to this thing that, isn't a biblical gospel at all. In fact, you'll read that many people like uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones over in Europe and many others, when Billy tried to bring his tent crusades over there, they were like, wait a minute, this guy is promoting the same kind of... It's an offshoot of what Finney was doing with the anxious bench. Okay, Getting people to walk down, and won't you come? And won't you come? And somehow walking down an aisle was akin to surrendering to Christ. Okay? And so they they have that kind of stuff. And so I would highly recommend that that people who think that what the grant what Billy was doing was really biblical, and I'm not saying God couldn't use, he was obviously using scripture, uh but he he used a false prophet uh to bless the people of Israel too. So it's not with it's not outside of God to use a crooked stick to smack a straight lick, so to speak. But this was, this was some of the stuff. And so we, we get away from the teaching of the whole counsel of God. Even Billy Graham, I think, in one of his uh, books or one of his uh, interviews, if I recall correctly, had said, I wish I'd, I would have committed myself to more study because he didn't know certain things. And he admitted that himself. 
So why am I bringing all that up? Well, I want to take us over into the foundations. See, we've, we've left the foundations of the truth, and so people are just buying all the lies that are given out, the lies and deception about this COVID shot. If they'd had their foundations in Scripture, they, w- they wouldn't have given this a, a second thought. Okay? So I want to take us over into Matthew chapter 7, <clears throat> and here's what I want to start with. Verse 14. And I'm going to try to hurry through this. This is uh, You're talking about a guy who likes to go verse by verse and chapter by chapter here. And we're going to begin at verse 14. Here's what Jesus says. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Okay? And then he says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. In other words, they come to you as though they're godly men, but what they want to do is they want to devour you. They want to take what's yours. They want to steal from you. They want you to puff them up and build them up, and they're not willing to give anything to you of substance. In fact, if we go over to Second Peter uh, chapter 2, we look at the book of Jude, uh, as I referenced the other day, we find out that these guys are usually after two things. They're after money and they're after sexual favors. Okay? And they're, and they're teaching. And you, you know a lot of these guys. You, you see them on quote-unquote Christian television. There's a bunch of these guys. He says, You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. And a good tree cannot... You hear that? A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Who's he talking about? False prophets. False teachers, you can lump them into the same thing. Okay? People who speak for God but their fruit is something else. Not everyone that say now this is the catch. Okay, this is one of the strongest passages, in my opinion, one of the most sobering passages that you'll ever read in Scripture. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Okay, so let's stop there just a second. How many of you call Jesus Lord, but you don't do what he says to do? This is who he's talking about. How many of you call him Lord, but you don't obey his commands? And we go back to Matthew 28, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded. All that I've commanded. And he says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall what? Enter the kingdom of heaven. But it's the ones who do the will of my Father which is in heaven. And then he goes on and he says this, Many will say to me in that day, what day? In the day of judgment. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? 
We preached in your name. I mean, we were giving the message of Scripture. Some of them are going to say, we've cast out devils. How in the world? I mean, that blows my mind. You cast out devils? And they did many wonderful works. So they do this stuff, outwardly, of what you see here. And what's the response? This is, this is very sobering. And I will profess unto them, I never knew you. I never knew you. And then he says this, pay close attention for you people who don't think that works follow salvation. He says, depart from me, ye that work, or some translations have practice iniquity. Oh, you profess to know me, but in works you deny me. That's scripture too. You profess to know me, but in works you're denying me. In fact, you're practicing the very things I told you not to do. Okay. He then says, verse 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, you hear and you do. This is James. Don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer as well. You do with them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came up. You guys remember that song? The rains came down, and the floods came... I'm not a good singer. Uh, I like to sing, I'm just, I just can't do it. <clears throat> and the floods came up, right? You guys have heard that song, right? Well, that's based off this passage. And it says, And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house... And it fell not for what? It was founded upon a rock. Now, I forgot to bring this up, and I meant to bring it up, because I know I have, <clears throat> at times, some Roman Catholic friends, and I, I look, there are some people who are Catholics, um, you know, out of that order down there, but they reject what Rome has taught. And praise God for that. I'm glad for that. Because Rome teaches heresy. They just they teach another gospel. The Council of Trent affirmed that they teach another gospel. And they condemn those who believe that you're saved by faith alone, through Christ alone, by grace alone. But one of the things that uh, that you know they teach, and we're talking about his house being built upon the rock. Well, one of the things that they point to is Matthew chapter 16. Now, I'm going to go back to Matthew 7, but I'm going to make a point about, about building on the rock and what that is. So Jesus asked his disciples, okay? He asked, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and some Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he, he saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock 
I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, when you go over into Matthew chapter 18, you'll see how those keys are used, and they're used within the church in dealing with sin in the church. But I want you to pay attention here. He uses two words here in the original language, one for Peter, one for rock. Okay? They're not the same. And this is where the Roman Catholics mess up. They, they say, well, Peter's the rock, and they're building it on him, and so all is dependent upon Peter. And, it, I mean, it, you, have to, you have to be humored, because if you go just a couple of verses down, look at what it says. Just a couple of verses later, this new pope that the, that the Roman Catholic Church wants to teach. Verse 21, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. This, according to Rome, the newly selected pope, takes the Lord Jesus and rebukes him because he's going to fulfill the gospel. And Jesus turns around and says to Peter, this new pope, get thee behind me, Satan. That's exactly right. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those things of, that be of men. Now, how do you go from, for flesh and blood hath not revealed unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven, to get behind me, Satan? <laughs> you don't, you're not interested in the things of God, you're interested in the things of man. How do you do that? Well, it's not because you're some kind of pope and Jesus has built his church on you. That's not what it is. In fact, the term here for Peter and the term for rock in the original language are two different things. One is a stone. That would be Peter. Rock here is like, you ever seen a dry riverbed and you've got all kinds of sediment and rocks and everything sitting in that. That's kind of the idea. You, he, when we go back here into Matthew chapter 7, I'm not pl- trying to play Bible ping pong. It just struck me as part of this issue of, of the rock, of the house being built upon the rock. Okay? And one of the things is, is that Jesus is saying the church is built on the rock bed truth that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's, that's the reality of what's going on there. The rock bed truth for which the faith that we have as Christians is the fact that Jesus is the promised Christ, the Son of the living God. There's your foundation. There is no other foundation. If somebody puts another foundation down there besides Christ, they're anathema. They have a different gospel. Okay? Now back to Matthew chapter 7. And everyone, this is verse 26, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man. That's right, Mr. Wordsmith, Petros and Petra. That's exactly right. I didn't want to confuse people by bringing the two churches because somebody would have it. I just used the original language there. Which built this house upon the sand. Now, let me ask you something. If you go, you people who live on the coast, 
or you've been to the beach and stuff, and when you go there and you see the houses, right, that are built, do they just go out there and, you know, chunk an edifice up on, on, the, on the beach somewhere? Most of the time when you go to the beach, you find the houses are put on stilts. That way when the water comes in, you know, if they have some kind of a flooding or something like that, they're lifted up out. But those stilts are way down in the ground, and usually there's a lot of cement there to make them stable, right? You don't just go plop up a house somewhere on a beach. <laughs> I mean, it's just that would be the ultimate foolishness. And yet this is the picture. I believe it's Jordan where it's like that. Uh, that he has in mind some of this this idea. And so what happens to the guy who puts his house on the sand? He has no foundation. He has no rock under him. What happens to him? And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house just like it did the first one, and it fell. And listen, it didn't just fall. It says, and great was the fall of it. Great was the fall of it. And here's the thing. Yes, see me. That's funny. Uh, And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as a scribe. See, the scribes are always appealing to everybody else. Jesus was just, I'm just giving you the authority of what's going on here. And his authority was always from God. And he was always pointing back to the truths that come from Scripture. By the way, by the way, that means he was pointing to what? The Old Testament, guys. People out there who've thrown the Old Testament out and says, that's not relevant to the New Testament, blah, 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 whatever. It's not the case. So what does this have to do with all of the things I said before? Let's go back and let's look at the first part here that we looked at in Matthew chapter 7. Straight is a gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets. He's already told you there's a narrow way. Then he tells you, beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Now let me ask you something. What have you been told? Let's just take this this particular thing here, okay? The particular deal that's going on right now with the whole convid stuff. What have you seen from those in authority? Have you seen them to be false prophets? Or have you seen them on the narrow way? Let me name some people. President Donald Trump, I mean, he's the one who kind of kicked off all this shot stuff. President Donald Trump, have you seen him be on the straight and narrow? Have you seen him to be a false prophet? Telling you what will work for you, what will not work for you. Parading out his band of merry men and women to tell you every day how fearful you need to be of COVID, social distance, put your mask on, get your shot. What about Anthony Fauci? What have you seen from him? What about Dr. Deborah Burks? Because she was in there too. Mike Pence. We're just going through here in the Trump administration first. 
What about the guy? I forget the guy's name. He was heading up, uh, did a story on him, too. Um, I think he was a general heading up Operation Warp Speed. Were they telling you the truth or were they lying to you? What's their foundation? I can tell you this. It wasn't the Bible, nor was it the Constitution, because they didn't have any authorization to spend billions of your dollars to purchase these alleged vaccines. Nor to use the military to distribute them, nor for anybody to mandate them. Masks or shots or social distancing, any of this. Okay? Now, let's move to the Biden administration. Anthony Fauci's still in there, isn't he? Hasn't been taken care of. Joe Biden, what's he doing? Is he pushing the truth or is he pushing false doctrines? What are they telling you to trust in? Their sorcery, their pharmacia. Isn't that what they're telling you to trust in? And yet, the Bible tells us, and again, this would be uh, what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about we're to disciple the nations, we're to teach them these things. The Bible tells us who our trust is to be in. They are building on sinking sand, and rest assured, their house is going to fall, and when it falls, it's going to be a great fall. The sad reality is those people who are buying the lies, who are going along with the pressure or whatever the case may be for these shots, social distancing, masks, and all that other, the house is going to fall in on you because the foundation's sand. But here's the foundation of the Lord, Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Look at that. Now i got a question for you, professed believer. Because see, I see them all over the place. They call themselves Christians while they follow an antichrist named Donald Trump. They keep following him. They, they, don't, they have zero discernment about the man at all. And I have to ask a question. Are you trusting him? Are you trusting the shot? Are you trusting the social distancing, the masking? Because I know a lot of them, I'm see, I've seen them out at the rallies and they got their mask on. Some of them have had their shot. Some of them are re- rejecting it and I'm glad to see that. Some of them are awake to what's going on now And they're rejecting it, and I'm glad to see that too. Praise God. But are you trusting that over trusting your Creator? Because He says He'll protect you from that. And it gets better. He says, He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His trust shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid by the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. You know that that pestilence that you can't be out after 10 o'clock because it comes out? I'm I'm just kind of joking there. But you understand what I'm saying. What's your foundation? Because if you got a bad foundation, your house... Sorry, turn the music down. Your house is going to fall in on you. You're going to, your house is going to fall in on you if your foundation is not the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't harden your heart if you hear His voice today. We'll see you at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Lord willing, with Amber Redman. Adios.